there's a school in Kansas primary school and 20% of the students there are homeless. Two is, yeah. They come from poverty. So it's just, there's a lot of money and resources put into metropolitan schools. And that, like, that's where the main population is. Um, but I just think these issues need to be highlighted and I'm very passionate about it. So one of your passion areas is talking about things that maybe beginning teachers wouldn't see on prac or that a lot of beginning teachers may not be privy to, especially in these rural communities or sometimes just in education in general. You've had a lot of experience in these different types of schools firsthand. What's something that you could maybe elaborate on for beginning teachers so they don't get this massive shock when they see it? Because sometimes prac is a bit Disneyland-ish, if you know what I mean. And, and you word it well, Prac is a bit Disney eventish. The thing, Prac's interesting because it is not the same as having your own students in your own classroom. So you have your mental teachers, and the mental teachers look after the social, um, social well-being of the, of the students in the class. Yes. You're there at Prac to deliver content and do behavior management. They're, your, they're the main things you focus on in Prac, but you don't look at the you don't really focus on the well-being of students. And so the things that you won't see on PRAC is students that might come from poverty, um, might come from domestic violence, might there might be alcoholism, cramming, yeah. um, child's mental illness. None of that, like I didn't see that really on my PRAC because you don't have that relationship with the student. They're not going to come to you and talk to you about that. They're going to go with is the constant which is their teacher yeah so so for example i worked at mariba and it came around to report time and um, mariba has a large aboriginal population um and at night time and so coming to aboriginal it's interesting like um if you don't Everyone in the city sort of has their own opinions, but yeah. um, I didn't really meet an Aboriginal person until I was 21. Yeah. Um, but with how Australian history has played out, there is generational trauma that's passed on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so going back to my example, something that I had never seen was I stayed back late to about 10 o'clock in this rural town. And um, so I drove to Mariba every day, so now to Mariba back end. I was going to drive to my friend's house and stay there, and I saw some of my students just roaming the streets at about 10 o'clock at night. Right. Um, because their family lived in poverty, they had mm. like, I don't know, 20 people living in a two, three person house. They had gone for a walk to get out of the house because like, yeah. there wasn't a place to sleep, so they gave their younger brother or sister went to sleep yeah just stuff like that you don't yeah. like you would not see that no. in you know while there's been like school no. No, you wouldn't and um yeah like there's a school in Kansas primary school and 20% of the students there are homeless two is yeah they come from poverty so it's just there's a lot of money and resources put into metropolitan schools, and that, like, that's where the main population is. Um, but I just think these issues need to be highlighted, and I'm very passionate about it. And um, so, 
Yeah, when when you go into schools and you have your own class and you build relationships with your students and you get to know them a bit better, you will come up against all this. Um, but then you need to follow protocol and you don't take it on and you get the people that you need to get involved, school counsellor, mm-hmm. you pass them this information, maybe you need to get out of it, depends what it is, and you pass it on to the professional who's trained in the area to work with these students. Mm-hmm. 